Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message, but if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. I'm so glad that I'm here to walk with you guys about it. One topic that I know has been on my heart that I feel I want to address, and that is about prosperity. Does the Bible preach prosperity? Yes, it does. Um, Joshua one eight says, uh, This book of the law shall uh, not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will have your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The Bible teaches us also that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Uh, it tells us that um, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without any painful toil. If you look through the scripture, it tells you about a lot of things about prosperity. And there is a reason behind the prosperity message that came out of um, from the 50s and so forth. You had a lot of people that uh, before that uh, prosperity message came, that they believed the message that was teach, uh, taught then was that poverty, you had to be really poor uh, before you can see God in your life and all this type of stuff. So it was, it came to balance people out to bring to them and show them that no, that's not the truth about the gospel. But when they swung to the other pendulum and began to focus just on the prosperity message, I think uh, we are missing an even better message than that. And the better message that I believe that we are missing, um, that many of these uh, preachers and teachers uh, that are teaching the prosperity message, uh, they are not, the better message I believe is contentment. And the Bible teaches us to be content. Um, it tells us in Proverbs chapter 15, verses uh, 16, it says, Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures uh, and trouble it uh, therewith. So there is scripture that talks about uh, us being um, content. And I'm going to take you through the scripture and show you that principle. And we know that... Um, if you look at the life of uh, people like Paul and the disciples in the early church, uh, those modern day, our modern day teachers would not, according to their standards, as far as the prosperity message, these guys would be in trouble. Silver and gold have I not, but what I have, um, you know, I have the name of God, I have the name of Jesus, rise, pick up your bed and walk. So these men 
were teaching a different gospel than what we see today. And so um, this prosperity message, I believe, has caused many to fall and move from what God had called us to live. And if we look at, uh, um, again, most of the men in the Bible, we'll see that um, there were some that were prosperous, yes, but it also tells us that there are a lot of them that were poor. And uh, the scripture does talk about that, about us being um, content, and we're going to look at that, um, you know, so that we can understand uh, that we need to be content in everything that we do in all of our situation in our life, uh, because what it does, it keeps us in our minds, it keeps us from becoming prideful and all of those things. Uh, Philippians 4, 12, 13, I know that it is to be in need. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And I think that is a better gospel than that of the prosperity. Let me explain why. The prosperity is a part of the gospel, and God uh, can trust many of us with that prosperity that sees the vision that he puts in us, that he called us to do and to operate in. We all have different gifts, and within our gifts lies the degree of what God wants us to do. And, um, but in all things, he says, whether your lifestyle is one of being rich or one of being poor or lacking, if you, if you say those things again, those are enemies that God teaches about, but he still teaches us that wherever we are in whatever situation, you and I have to learn the secret as, um, is uh, written in Philippians 4.13. 12 and 13, the secret of being content in every, any and every situation. And once we understand the secret of that, whether we are rich, poor, or, or lacking at that particular time, we are content. We are still walking in the victory that is ours. And I believe that that is a better gospel than what a lot of these guys are teaching. Because, um, if people are not aware of that gospel, the scripture tells us there are some pitfalls within it. Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 26. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you eat, you eat or drink and, and your body or what you shall wear. It is not more, uh, is it not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And this is when he tells us, says, God takes care of the, the birds and, and, the, and, you know, all the other creatures. And he says, he knows what you need. And that he uh, will teach you and help you to, um, and he will provide all your needs accordingly. But um, the Bible does warn us about this prosperity message in some ways. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the truth, true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. That is in 1 Timothy 6, uh, uh, verses 6 to 11. 
And you can see that and witness that in many of the prosperity teachers today, that this craving of money that has caused them to want more, better planes and better this, better houses. And um, that is a corruptness of the gospel, if you will, because the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that uh, Hebrews chapter 11, that's a good chapter for you to read and see how people of faith lived and what type of lifestyle many of them have. There's nothing wrong with having a nice house. There's nothing wrong with the plane. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you start craving a better one, a, do you, when you have four or five and, and all of these things, why do you need four or five planes to have in your arsenal of stuff? Um, why, when there are so many poor people? What about the year of Jubilee, where you turn around, the church turn around, and uh, if you're going to preach tithing and offering, um, what about the year of Jubilee? What about taking money and pouring back into the church and um, freeing those families that are in your church, that are tithing in your church for years for their entire family, one generation to another, because that's how we are programmed to behave? What about turning and taking the, the year of Jubilee and now pouring money into these families instead of always asking them for money when you can uh, do that. So your gospel then is um, is not complete if you're just taking from them when the scripture tells us we ought to be giving to them as well. So, But we have to come to a place where we are able to understand as, uh, uh, you know, the scripture tells us the secret of contentment. And um, that secret of being content will bring you much peace in your life. Because when you are craving something and it's outside of your grasp, the Bible tells us that um, it can cause you some people craving money or craving anything um, can have them wander from the true fate and pierce themselves with many sorrows. And we see that over and over and over again. Uh, but Paul talks about um, finding out the secret of being content. And so once you and I know what that contentment is, that is, we are looking at Jesus Christ and knowing that he can supply our needs wherever and whatever situation we're in. And so once we know this, and it is a part of our belief system, wherever we are, we then can be content because we know God has our best interests. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you. And so we know then that in every situation, God has our back, if you will. And the secret of our contentment, of being contentment, is knowing that he is able to do what he said he will be able to do in every situation. Even when we are hurting, even when we are in pain, though you slay me, yet will I. And so worship you. It tells us about the scripture where it says, even though the fig tree doesn't prosper, yet will I praise God. And so God wants us to lift up our, our eyes from whence comes our help, wants us to be in a situation where we can focus our life on him. The scripture tells us in Luke twelve fifteen, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, uh, covetousness for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. 
And so we are been focusing the ministry and the word of God on this prosperity message for a mighty long time. But I want to tell you guys, there's a better gospel out there. And that is the one of contentment because within that gospel of uh, prosperity, it says, and some people craving money, but I'm talking about craving anything, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. The scripture goes on to say in Psalms 38, 37, verse 16, a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. I've never heard a sermon on that topic. Have you? Just let me know. Uh, but I've heard about uh, you need to be wealthy, you need to have money, and if you are, I actually heard something says that the reason why God didn't is not here yet is because you're not giving. Please, people, please. The scripture tells us that we ought to be, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, not just one, all kinds. And some people craving money, see, that craving of things have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And so we see that this scripture tells us that God wants us to be wealthy, but it also tells us that we need to be content in every situation. We need to trust God in every situation that we have. Um, he says to us that we need to be faithful in the little things. And so you have to learn to be faithful when you are in the state of um, lack or poorness. Be faithful because he says, be fa faithful in the little things. There's scripture that talks about Jesus Christ became poor that I may become rich. And they use all of these things in which you and I, every born again believer is very rich. I mean, we are rich in wisdom. We are rich in so many things as well outside of the material stuff. We are rich in the love of God. Have you ever seen some of these poor mom and pop that just are rich in the power of God's love and God's, uh, um, you know, caring, God's uh, um, different aspects of God's personality that many rich Christians have no clue about? And because the Bible says, and some craving money um, ha have wandered from the true faith. And the true faith is about us, our character being in the right place. Because the Bible tells us that um, if you read the book of Ephesians, you'll see the focus that God wants us to focus on is that our character would change. Our character would uh, be one that represent God. We are called to to um, to be like him. We are called to walk and think like him. We are called to love like him. God Bible calls us the children of light. And if we are the children of light, we are to imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. And that is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. And it tells us that we ought to be walking and living a certain way. We ought to be, um, our character ought to be represented of God. Um, not uh, the wealth. He, you know, we know that he is wealthy. We know that. We know all of these things. 
we know that uh, our inheritance is gone. So I am wealthy, regardless if there's a manifestation of the money in my life or whatever at the present time. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy that God is going to supply all my needs. I'm wealthy in wisdom, understanding, knowledge. I'm wealthy in love. These things that God tells me I ought to be wealthy in. Um, I think that is the better gospel so that you and I can walk in that revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus and not letting us sin be uh, having dominion over us, that we ought to be renewed, the scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 4. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes, verse 23. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Uh, stop. Uh, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So these are how we ought to be teaching people in every situation. If you are a thief, quit stealing. If you are, are all of these things, is uh, we ought to be, I believe it is a better gospel than that of just focusing on that of uh, the prosperity message. I believe that God wants us to prosper. I am not saying that he does not. There are scriptures that will tell you over and over that God wants us to prosper. I believe that. I believe that God wants us to prosper, but I believe he wants us to prosper for a reason. And the Bible tells us that uh, the wealth of the wicked, now the wicked is supposed to be the one working and obtaining all the money and sweat stre uh, stressing according to the book of Ecclesiastics. And then the Bible tells us that through God's grace, he will then make that transfer to the righteous man. So it tells us that the blessing of God brings wealth without any painful toil. It tells us all of these things. And I read to you um, what it tells us in the book. Uh, it says, if we keep the, the book of the law, that we will prosper in all those things. So I do believe it. I don't want you guys to uh, think that I don't believe that there's a degree of prosperity. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details by which you and I are here, but we focus all the time on prosperity of material things. But I'm saying to you that we prosper in much more things. We prosper in spiritual things. We prosper in character. We prosper in those aspects of our lives that we see no uh, monetary value, but in the eyes of God, they're worth much. And I would rather be um, in the image and walking and uh, loving uh, in God's uh, love, uh, behaving like God, uh, walking in his truth, walking in his revelation, walking in his kindness, work, uh, empathy, walking in that fashion and be known for that 
that people are known, uh, know me for that versus being rich because that I am rich in much more valuable things than just the financial stuff. And so I want to tell you and I want to, um, make you aware that I believe there's a better gospel out there than just the prosperity gospel. He says, I know what it is to be in need. Paul talks about in Philippians 4, uh, 12. And I know what it is to have plenty. Um, so this man has been rich and, and he has been in need. He says, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So he's saying within every situation and um, in my life, I have someone with me that I am able to do and behave uh, different in every situation accordingly. I have Jesus Christ in my heart, in my life, and that because he's here, I know the secret of contentment. I know how to live my life in victorious. I know how to be one walking in the power of God. Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is the secret that Paul learned in his situation, that I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you and I, it doesn't matter what situation we are in. Um, there is a better gospel, I believe, and I am trying to make you aware of it, that is um, other than just the prosperity message, because within that prosperity message, a lot of things can happen to you. Uh, now, there is a great gain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. And so God says in Scripture in Matthew, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and you will be content. And you, when you are in, what is the secret of being in content that Paul learned? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you in Hebrews 13.5. And these men and women that are preaching the, the prosperity gospel every day, every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, I mean, it is absolutely inundated on all the waves about this prosperity message. And the Bible tells us that we can get ourselves in trouble and we're watching people getting in trouble all day according to the book of Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy 6 uh, through 11 talks of us about uh, watch your craving because we could be moved from the true faith. And we see this man and it breaks my heart that many of these men and women that I have followed through my life watching them um, turn from the true faith. And they're pier they've pierced themselves with many sorrow and causing a lot of men and women uh, from the body of Christ um, to, to be all over the place. But I just want to encourage you guys that um, the Bible tells us that the better gospel, the better uh, teaching out there is not so that God wants you to unite the prosper, because he does. He really does. Um, but also, you have to learn the art of being content in every situation. And the secret that we mentioned that Paul found out was that 
I will never leave you nor forsake you, as mentioned in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5. So you and I have to have this relationship with our God, with our Lord Jesus, with the Holy Spirit in every single circumstances. And having that knowledge, we can be content in any situation, in poverty, in lack, in richness, in, in wealth, any place we go, we will be able to be content in that situation. The wealth is for a purpose. The Bible tells us, and we'll see, um, we know when you read the scripture, uh, that it's not to buy uh, houses and planes and all that stuff, five planes and six planes and all this nonsense. It is to bring the word of truth to the men and women so that they can be free because within the world, the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says, the Bible calls them the sons of disobedience. Um, we have brothers and sisters that are located in that kingdom. I don't know who they are, but the Bible tells me my responsibility is to preach the gospel and to teach the gospel. And those that are my brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit will prick their hearts, cause them, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God. And so the Holy Spirit will then prick their hearts and cause my brothers and sisters that are located within that kingdom to make their confession of who Jesus Christ is in their life. And once they make that translation, uh, that confession and believe it within their heart, the Bible says that that person becomes born again. And I'm telling you guys, you cannot become saved, cannot be a Christian, a true Christian, unless you are born again. Without that, you cannot be a Christian. Why? Because most people are focusing on the exterior, looking at, talking about Christians because of their behavior. Christianity is talking about the spirit. You must be born again. You must have a new spirit in order for you to connect with God. And until you become born again, you are carrying that old corrupt spirit and the Bible says that part of you must become born again. It must become different. When that part of you becomes born again, the Bible says God has given to you a new spirit, then you are able to work out your salvation, which is about the character and all the other aspect of your salvation. You're being born again because there are parts of you, because the Bible tells us that we are spirit, soul, and mind. There are parts of you that still needs um, information. Your soul needs to have more information to agree with your spirit. And once those two agree, your body will become in, in order. So the Bible tells us that we are wealthy. It tells us that we are full of uh, power. It tells us all of these things. But you and I, the scripture tells us that we must become born again. And so um, uh, let me take you to the book of um, Hebrews and let's read something to you and see that according to many of these pastors and teachers today within the prosperity movement, these guys are absolute failure. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 32. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, uh, Jehoshaphat, about David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouth of lion, quenched the fiery, uh, the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weaknesses were turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies, 
Women receive back their dead, raised to life again. There are others who were tortured, others who refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some face jeering, flogging, and even uh, uh, chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawn in half in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. According to the prosperity message, those guys have, they're not living in the will of God. And so that is why I tell you there is a better gospel. And that is to be content in what situation that you're in. Why is that? Because you have learned the secret and these men and women learned the secret in their situation. What was that secret? It tells us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And because they understood that secret, when they were being sawn in half, when they were being stoned to death, when they were in the caves, when they were uh, wandering the deserts, when they were in the mountains, uh, they were content when they were living in holes in the ground. These men and women were content because they had the secret with them. And that secret was that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I want to encourage all of you in your situation that you're in today. Many of you are looking around and you're in lack of certain things of the wealth and the riches and so forth. And your mind is all over the place. But the Bible tells us in First Timothy 6, um, it says, but people who long to be rich, see that longing is what uh, comes and becomes a craving. That longing uh, to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunges them into ruins and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. This, guys, is what we're watching at in these men and, and women's lives that are out there today that are teaching the prosperity message and are missing all of those things. But godliness with contentment is great gain. First Timothy 6, uh, 6, 8. It says, and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Learn to be content because it is a powerful place to be. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Verse 9 in Proverbs 38 and 9. Let I be full, least I be full and deny you and say who is the Lord, or at least I be poor and steal and take the name of God in vain. So he is talking about God providing his needs so that his character is not being um, uh, talked about. He says, at least I be full and deny you uh, and say, who is God? Who are you? Look at me, I am, I'm in this situation, or at least I be poor and steal. And so you and I, the key is to be content in all that we do. Every single thing. Give us this day our daily bread, God says in his, uh, Jesus said. And so you and I 
um, have to trust that God is with us and he is with you when you are struggling, struggling. He says, even though you walk through the fire, you will not get burned. He tells us in Isaiah. And he says, when you walk through the river, it's not going to overflow you also. And so you and I have to trust him. I get the prosperity message. I understand the purpose of it and why it came uh, too. But I want to let you know that it says in Matthew 6, 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than remnant. The f- tells us that the Father is mindful of everything that we do. Um, and he said unto them, When I sent you out without purse and script and shoe, lack you anything? And they said, Nothing. This is in Luke twenty two. 35. Are you lacking in anything? And they said nothing. That is our confession. Why can we confess that? Because um, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And when we are walking in God, we are lacking nothing. We are walking in power. We are walking in divine health. We are walking in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and uh, freeness. The Bible tells us that uh, we are free uh, once the spirit of uh, uh, truth and the word of truth comes into us to free us from our situation uh, that uh, we find ourselves in. And so I want to encourage every single one of you, man. I want to let you know that there is a better gospel than the prosperity gospel, better in this way that uh, you must learn to be content in every situation, Philippians 4, uh, 12 and 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And the Bible tells us, that keep you free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That, people, is the secret that you and I carry with us within our spirit, within our soul, within our mind, that in every situation that we are in, that God is with us. And because he is with us, we are more than able to overcome and be victorious. We are more than able to conquer every battle that we are in. But even though, as I read to you in, in Hebrews chapter uh, 11, and we saw the life of some of them, some, uh, it tells us in the scriptures, that some feared jeer and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawn into. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, prosecuted, mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. What a picture of men and women that are walking in power and in faith in today's world. These are the destitute. These are the ones that people would laugh at and call all kinds of names. But God's, uh, his 
response to that, the world was not worthy of them. And so I want to challenge you guys, those that are hanging on to the prosperity message and not seeing it in your life and becoming dislodged from your faith. The Bible tells us that we ought to be very careful in that space, in that space because it says to us that we can be in trouble, according to First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.